Welcome to the Huffing Spirit Podcast, where we take you from the sacred to the profane, from the serious to the silly, from the outer to the inner, and from the guru back to you. Join your playful podcast guides, Alex Hindley and Natalie Dick, as they bring you back to a grounded and more authentic approach to spirituality. There we go. We're back. We're back for... The episode number. Are we are we really trying to put a number on us? No. As, out of just, whack as we know we are, but stuff. Yeah, we're back. We're talking. It's about the it. it's the middle ground episode, it's guys. The middle ground, guys episode. and gals. Talking about middle ground today and how important it is to hold space for many many different perspectives and why this is important. Yes. Perhaps, I mean, I think everything we talk about is important, but... I know. How, we, how inflated are we? <laughs> everything we say is important. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. Um, we this podcast so we can have people hear us. Like, no, please, please tell us how smart we are. Please we're not, like We're us. not that smart. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. Um... Follow us as much as you feel comfortable. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do your homework. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's tremendously important. I mean, it's not just uh, you're Canadian, I'm American. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, how divided our cultures are. I mean, like, look at how divided the world is today. Yeah, the polarity is intense. Intense. Um, and I think it's tremendously important because – we're we're all being called to be bridge builders. And if we're all on an island, we're never going to be able to communicate with each other. So we have to learn how to hear people without taking it personally or not feeling like we're being attacked. Yeah. And that that's um that's hugely important in holding space for somebody's opinion, um viewpoint. You don't hold space from your head space. You hold space from your heart, right? And the heart has an infinite capacity to love, right? Not the head, because the head, when we come from the head space, it's um, more ego-driven. So, and we're going to break down what middle ground is and why it's so important. And I think that as we are navigating the world right now, especially post-pandemic, it's it's touchy out there. It's very, very, people are very sensitive, you know. Um, and this is not just, you know, in conversations. This is all over social media. It is the cancel culture this. It is, it is a phenomenon where political leaders are dividing people, and then people are feeling like they have to pick and choose a side. And then it just, it, 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 and it, it's leaking into not only politics, but every, everything from even like the spiritual community, (laughs) the spiritual community is divided. It's like the division within the division within people in all these different communities is insane. Nobody can come together anymore. Yeah. 
you know, they used to say, like, don't talk about sports or politics. It's like, it's almost like everything now. Like, don't just don't talk about anything. It's just, yeah, it's like, and, and this, here's, here's the challenge with that, because if we don't have a space to voice what we feel is truthfully important or authentic to us, if there is no space, we start to self-censor. Mm. Right. And, and then on the other end of the spectrum, there, there is a time and place to hold back with, you know, there's specific situations. But self-censorship is, um, I would say, it, it, it hurts the sovereignty of who we are. Mm. Yeah. I mean, would, would you call that like a form of repression? Absolutely. If you can't express what you feel and what you know to be true for yourself, you know, within the, within the limitations of being like extremely hateful, like we, we're not talking about, I'm not talking about that, but if, if you are holding back what you know to be true for yourself, because truth, truth for one person is going to be very true. Like it's, it's different for everybody. So if you are self-censoring how you feel and what you know to be true for you, and what's best for you. If you don't have that space to actually express that, I absolutely think it's it's extremely repressive. Yeah, and, and for me it's um it's a very important topic. I mean my my family is all over the board politically and on a lot of different ideas. Yeah. Last time recording we were talking about authenticity. Yeah. And you said that it was almost like a beautiful curse. Like, well, sometimes authenticity is a very hard conversation. And like, I went home to Ohio and I had some very <laughs> hard conversations. Uh, so that was what I was doing on my homework side of things. But I found myself literally having a conversation with my father. And my father was asking, like, almost thinking that I'm too idealistic for the world. And he said, like, what do you, okay, what do you, what do we do? How do we figure this out? What's that? How do I put the male energy of fixing something onto this? And I proceeded to tell him, well, you have to get out of your male energy and stop trying to fix it. And sometimes it's not doing anything besides just listening and having, having an open heart and an open mind and not getting offended and feeling like somebody's attacking you because you identify as white, you identify as this, you identify as blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And just saying that, you know, we're, we're looking at truth through a diamond and to think that your slice of the diamond, your angle, your fraction is the only thing that the light is coming through is crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. And, and so people will think like, my dad thinks I'm a crazy leftist. And I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not actually telling you what I believe. I'm just saying there's a different p- opinion. here. And my friends on the left will think you voted for Trump. And I'm like, no, I'm just showing you that there's a different perspective here. So it's it's a real estate that is ever diminishing, but is ever in more need than it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you brought up like what you identify with, because here's the thing: is that we we cannot have no no growth ever happens without uncomfortable conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It in and discomfort within yourself. I always say is a beautiful opportunity for you to self-analyze. Okay, what is it about this 
idea, opinion? What is it about it that really bothers me, right? And th this, is, this is an opportunity for you to deal with maybe a discomfort within yourself. But also start to ask yourself, what identity of mine is being challenged, right? And identity is very wrapped up in the ego. Right? All of our belief systems are, are wrapped up in the egoic framework. So when you read something, when you have a conversation with somebody and they're um, spouting off something that is triggering to you, and that this is really hard to do. This is really hard to do. And we're not experts on it. By no, <laughs> Alex and I are not open heart conversations all the time. Trust me, I have, you know, I have very heated debates and conversations with, with um, many, many people, right? And, and especially, specifically, probably mostly family. Um, but I think what, I think what is important is when we can let go of our egos, right? And drop into our hearts, which when we, when we're dropping into the heart space, right? When we're listening through the heart, not through the mind, which is our ego wrapped up in our belief systems identity. And, and sometimes you have to like mentally put your energy into your heart. Like you have to like, you have think. to like shove it down there, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's challenging. But when you, when you, can listen from a heart space. You're not coming from a place of judgment. You may not, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with that person, right? You don't agree, but you can sit there within your heart space and lean in with curiosity and say, curiosity. Oh, okay. Tell me more. This is what, such what a, led you to that, you know? Yeah. Like, I, and I think that, you know, holding middle ground um, on a, a spectrum of, many different poles of opinions, of energies, of everything in this world, sitting in the middle doesn't mean that you are agreeing with all of it. You don't have to be in agreement. You don't have to um, sacrifice your own belief system or what feels true to you. But the more perspective that you can take in, the better able you are, you are to see so many parts of this world that you weren't able to. Yeah, and I find when you are curious and you're just trying to find out, <clears throat> a lot of people get in the the, the one-upmanship of it. Yeah, well, it's Not, the debate, the fight. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. you know, talking to a family member. Oh, well, what do you think about when they did this? You go, oh, well, what about when so-and-so took a billion dollars from these people? Well, that, you know, like, and at a certain point, is it more important to know that you can have the space to have a conversation? Yeah. Or are you just trying to blow, you know, is it more important to, like, let cars go back and forth on the bridge and deliver goods and services or is it more important to you to blow up the bridge and be like I did it that was me you know I won <laughs> totally and you know I'll, I'm gonna give you a, a little example so George George just my son just started school and uh, I he, he started school and he came home and obviously when when little children with any type of transition there's lots of um Let's say meltdowns, right? And so the other day I was asking him, you know, how was school? He said, uh, 
He said, you know, mommy, uh, I, I don't think that they like me. He said, they don't, I don't think that they like me, like his, his new students or whatever. A normal, typical reaction of mine, and this, is, this again, is, is jumping in in judgment. A normal reaction that I would normally have would be, oh, no, they don't. They, you probably have lots of um, friends. But I sat there and I said, oh, honey, can you tell me more about that? Mm. And guess what happened? He opened up. And he told me more information. He said, well, I think that I, um, you know, I, what did he say? He said something about the, the kids, him being the only kid in the class with glasses. And I said, oh, can you tell me more? And, you know, that, that curious approach, instead of me projecting my idea of what I think it should be, and, and I know that this isn't in a situation where it's, um, you know, his but in the most minute way, it's not me trying to change his opinion, mm. right? It's me curious, like, oh, asking more. Tell me about that more, more, so that I get more information, so I can understand his experience in that moment instead of projecting my own idea of what the, his experience should be. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. I in, think the it's most, in the most, you know... And, and and I didn't just make this up. I rem- I watched an Instagram video on um, I wa- I watch a lot of stuff on parenting and stuff like that with um, little kids, like conscious parenting and blah blah blah. So this was not my idea. It was something that I had heard and I learned and I applied it and I got more information by curiously asking instead of projecting. Well, oh no, that's not true. You know. So and. Well, and sometimes as a parent, you want to like, you're, you don't realize you're doing it. You just want to be done with it. You're like, no, 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 you're great. You're wonderful. Yeah, you're Talk great. No, the kids love you. La, la, la. And meanwhile, he's like, but that, that's what my experience was at school. Like, this is, this is how I experienced it. And I'm telling you, and then you're telling me something else, right? So in, in the most fundamental way, if you can think of these conversations with these extreme poles of opinion, extreme poles of politics, whatever it is, it's like, can you actually sit and listen with curiosity and say, oh, yeah, tell me more? And don't agree with it, but can you actually listen? Because I guarantee you there are going to be so many nuggets of information as to why that person came to that conclusion. I almost cut you off as you were talking. Okay, okay, go. Yeah, go, go. I completely forgot what I was going to say. I was just like, I was going to say it. I was like, no, I'm not being a good listener because I'm. Oh, yeah. So tell me, what's your opinion on that, Alex? Tell me more. No, I I think there's, it's a conversation with a kid, but they're also going to be modeling that, you know, like, and who do, I think if you can have the awareness in the moment, or the intention to want to try to slow yourself down in basic everyday conversation. Mm. Who do I want to be in this moment? And in that moment, I'm hearing you choosing to be somebody that listens to their kid rather than you projecting what you think you know their world to be. And that kind of sums up everything that we're talking about. Like how much of how much of this that we're actually talking with other people are we just projecting Guys are so guilty of it, right? Somebody, your your spouse is saying, "Oh, I have this. You need to do this. You need to do that, or you want me to go fix it for you?" You know, very like masculine oh, yeah. energy. 
Um, just tell me what I can do to get it off my plate to fix it so that you're good and you're happy. Yeah, the, the fixing it. No, I just actually want you to listen to me then <laughs> or whatever it is. And, yeah. and I heard, I, you know, like we, there's some good things on the internet. And the one thing I heard was like, somebody said, do, do you want me to help you or just support you? You know, when, when the person starts talking, they just say, Hey, do you want me to help you? Or do you want me to support you? I'm not saying I do this. I'm saying like, I'd love to get to that point, but, <laughs> but, but I'm an asshole, you know, uh, let's just call it what it is. I don't want anybody to ever come out and be like, oh, Alex is really an asshole. I've told people I'm an asshole from day one. I think you're a bit of an asshole, Alex. I'm just Good. Good. I'm an authentic <laughs> asshole. You are 100% an authentic asshole. I'm just kidding. No, you're great. I I, I love the the assholeness about you. Ass, assholeness. Assholiness. Uh, assholiness. That's better. Um, I got a promotion. I'll take it. There you go. So, yeah. And, and so family is the most triggering, right? <laughs> and, oh. Spiritual that, training ground. Yeah, totally. It's like when people are like, oh, I think I've healed from that. I'm like, go home and sit with your family for three days and yeah. tell me how you're doing. I'm an enlightened person. You can't fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know how smart I am? Do you know how long I can fucking meditate? Shut your mouth, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't I can't get back on. Okay, middle ground, middle ground, middle, middle ground, ground, middle ground. So like when you're having a okay, actually I'm gonna backtrack. Where I was going with my thought earlier is like internet and like trolling and these mm-hmm. um uh, you know, being on social media and you have these um, Facebook wars and people are like arguing. For me, when I see that kind of stuff, I'm just like, guys are just, like, you're wasting, like, what are you doing? It's like these, these um, little tidbits of comments and these one dimensional little things that have, it's, it's like, you can't even grasp the meaning. It's like, it's such a, a, a linguistic war on these on these like threads. It's 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 hilarious that people it's, it's still participate like, in these things. Like the desire to want to dominate somebody, but also not be known. It's like yeah, yeah. The, it's the trolling. Yeah, it's and that that's where I think social media it gives people the opportunity to just blurt shit out without any repercussions because if you were in a tribe and you blurted that shit out guess what you're out you don't have food right but on social media you get to act like a person that lacks total compassion and just like i'm gonna blurt my shit out on social media and you can do that without any repercussions because that's just how it goes i don't know i'm gonna sound like a conservative here i think I think old people should be tested to drive. I think you should be tested for the internet every few years to maintain <laughs> if you should have a social press. And fuckers, I don't have one. P.S. Shut up. So, <laughs> but like, Alex does not have social media. Not yet. I'll probably sell out soon. I was on for a little bit. I just like I started finding myself observing that I would either like really admire somebody and be like, Oh, they're so cool. Or I would slowly start losing respect for people like people that I thought were like badass instructors. And they're like posting pictures of themselves meditating every day. You're like yeah. first rule of meditation club. Don't talk about meditation club. 
Yeah. Second meditation club. Don't talk about meditation clubs. So it's like I found myself oscillating between these two extremes and I was just tired of feeling like that. I mean, I, I feel weird enough internally already without, <laughs> without, without the outside influence of people's like energetic influence on social media. Yeah. It's, it's a shit storm. But I thought what I find, I think like some etiquette on social media is, you know, if I have a page, if I have an account and I'm posting something that I believe in, blah, 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 you know, without, without, a, without being a, like very offensive, right? It is, it, that's my space. That's my living room. I would say that that's my home. Would I go into your house and just start trashing it with, no. So I think that, I think what's really crazy is that, um, you know, people have a lot of opinions and they like to project and there's, there is no kind of social mores when it comes to social media. Right. Well, I, I, you know, and I don't, I, we could get very sidetracked on the topic, but I have seen like some proof, you know, that the internet isn't always bad people where the people just, Hey, I, I don't know if you know how this sounds. I'm reading it like this. I'm hoping that you meant it like that. And the person says, you know what? I actually meant it like that, but I can see where my typing right, is. Yeah. So it's not all bad. You're right. You're right. Um, but, but to the middle ground thing, I mean, the, the social media is a component in the fact that most of us are attached to it. Uh, we're in our own echo chambers, you know, and you, I love the idea of America in the concept of it that like, everybody can have their own opinion and everybody can do, but it's getting further. It's getting more, you know, via social media, via the news networks. And I also think there's this thing that like, we have to differentiate ourselves. We're, we're struggling more and more than ever before to identify and differentiate ourselves in many different ways, whether it's tattoos or dress or other things that you could easily get canceled for talking about yeah I, which we probably won't mention because we're going to get in trouble for it yeah we're so self-censor <laughs> and and the the topic then is you know just holding space and i've had friends that are uh within the lgbtq community and out loud i've said i don't i don't understand this issue and they said well you're close-minded and da 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 and i said no I don't understand astrophysics either. I don't have a scientist punching me in the fucking face. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm against this. I'm, I just told you I don't understand it. So I think there needs to be middle ground for people to, to have space to express their misunderstandings or their not understanding of their own ignorance on something. And unfortunately, you, you just can't be ignorant. But this is like, this is what we're called for. And eventually, if you're doing the spiritual work, you're listening to this. You have to have middle ground, and middle ground isn't as you were saying. It's not uh, agreeing with them. It's it's just providing the space to show them that there's different angles of the diamond. Oh, I like that. That's a pen. I stole it from my wife. Her yeah. desk with a a rhinestone. A well, sure. Yeah. Is it really a diamond pen? Yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I should put it on a ring or if I should spend fifty <laughs> grand on a diamond to put on a pen that she'll use in her office and <laughs> pay off. It paid yeah. off. She's got a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, back to um, so hold, yeah, holding middle ground. Okay, what what would you say are the advantages to holding middle ground for just for not even for the outside world, but 
internally, specifically for yourself? I think it allows the space for you to turn off your own program for a little bit. Um, certain teachers of ours are very good about this. Uh, Pierre Teixeira would say this. Wilbur would say that. Einstein might say this. You know, Napoleon Hill was big on the idea of having, like, a mental consortium of people that you would bounce ideas off of, of like, well, Abraham Lincoln would think about this. And for me, the more of those sides of the diamond that I can begin to hold, sometimes they're contrasting. You know, the first contrasting idea you could ever understand is the Tao, you know, the yin and the yang existing, one one expanding, one contrasting. They're both being within each other. You yeah. can't have emptiness. With, you can't have fullness without emptiness type of thinking. Yeah. And once you can understand that, you can start to see like, okay, I can hold other ideas that are diametrically opposed, but somehow connected. Mm -hmm. There's an energetic component there that's like feeding each other. And the more that I start to hold different spots of the diamond, the less I can say that this is actually where I think I stand. And I can also observe myself as I listen to a podcast, I hear a good idea, and then I'm like, oh, they're right. And then I take that point and I think it's my own. So I'm now acknowledging like how quick I am to pull off of a soundbite and let that be my own. I stop asking myself the questions, do I really think that or did I just think it was a clever point that supports what I already believed? Right. And that that right there, I think... You hit the nail on the head or hit the nail on the diamond. Why would you do that for a diamond? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. I don't know why. That, Natalie that, was, money. A, that was a pun that went wrong. Smash, <laughs> smash diamonds and snort them like cocaine. Yeah. So I think, like, the benefit to you, per, like, a, somebody personally having middle ground and holding different perspective is it, it really helps you to dissolve some of that, those egoic structures that you are gripping mm. onto, potentially for, for whatever reasons, right? And it's just opening you up to many other truths, right? Because there, there's, truth is not just, there is no one truth, right? There are many, many truths. There's absolute truth and relative truth, but... Well, then you, then you start talking Ken Wilber. You talk about integral systems theory, and you talk about different levels of consciousness and awareness right. and understanding. And he says that everybody is right to a degree. Yeah. And I, I think if I understand the work properly enough, it's, it's about holding more perspectives. Yeah. The, the I, the you, the we, and the it, you know, looking at it all these different ways. Right. And so when you are holding all of those perspectives, you are not just seeing through one lens of distortion, right? And again, not distortion, but like yeah. one lens, but you are allowing more to come into your system, right? And for me, when, when I'm challenged, when my belief system is challenged and I can I can actually physically it's like a, a physical sensation in my body when my belief system is challenged. Do you know where you feel it? Feel it in my in my head. Mm. Yeah, I feel physically for me, that's a subjective experience, yeah. right? But when I feel that my ego is or my belief systems, because belief systems are very much tied up in the ego, right? So when my belief system is challenged and I, I experience something that is fresh and 
it challenges me. I actually almost have a um, a physical sensation of my bot in my body where it's almost like an expansion, right? Where I can feel an initial contraction in my head space when my belief system is being challenged, and then once I allow a new perspective to come in, I can actually feel more of an expansion in my energy system. Mm. So even though sometimes when we are holding space for somebody's perspective and it goes against everything within you, all of your beliefs and what you agree upon, there may be something that you just can't get on board with, but you're still holding space for it, right? And in that moment, I feel that holding that curious space, saying, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, and understanding them from their perspective, you're, you're empathetically connecting with them. That's where true, I, th- I think true empathy comes from, is when mm. you can really understand somebody's experience. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if you can ever fully understand somebody's experience. No, you, you can't get full, like full grasp. But yeah. the more questions you ask, the more you understand that. So say, let me, let me give this example. So say you're having a conversation with somebody and you don't agree with them. Right. And it actually like really bugs you and it goes against everything that you believe in, right? Everything that you know in your body to be true, but you lean in with curiosity anyway. And you're like, I'm going to probe. I'm going to ask more. The more you understand that person's experience, it shifts and changes your whole understanding Mm -hmm. and perspective, not changing it yourself, but you're grasping a little bit more of the entirety of somebody else. And that perspective shifting is, I think, really powerful. I didn't realize it before until you were talking about it, but the dissolution of egoic structures is fascinating, too. That's Yeah. So how do we begin to start holding middle ground? You know, like, we've talked about it. Um, how How do you think one begins to get into it? Well, I think it starts with self-reflection of your own beliefs, right? Reflecting on, like, what are my core beliefs? What do I resonate with? You know, these are some charged. Look at, look at some, some of the polarity in the world, right? Look at some of the polarity in the world. Like, say, take one topic, one charged topic. Astronauts didn't land on the moon in the 60s. Or the, the Earth is flat. Oh, yeah. better. You can More relevant. Or something that, something that charges you, something that, where there's a charge, right? There's a charge within you, and it, it, it may bother you. Right? Abortion. Recognize the charge. Okay, where is, yeah. Where, the where, where did that word, where did you go with that word? Yeah. So that, so I think what's really important is when you know in your heart what your beliefs are around a certain topic, entertain the other side entertain the other side of it just try to get the perspective on it just without even having conversations with people right i think like that self-reflection when you're because sometimes you can get really stuck in one pattern of thinking and one belief system and one way of thinking i i will do this all the time if i hear something on the news or um there's you know a, a politician is speaking and i'm like oh, everything that he's saying is like it's rubbing me the wrong way. 
that's a great opportunity for you to try to understand the other side of it. Mm. That is going to try, that's going to help you dissolve the ego structure. Right. And then I think what a really good um, practice when you're in conversation with people with difference of, of opinions, instead of projecting your opinions right away, be curious and ask more questions from that heart space. They tell me more. Mm. I want to know more. I want to know more. Because I think when somebody is heard, I think when somebody is um, validated for their experience and what their opinions are, whatever they are, as soon as you can offer that to them, I think it's a safer ground for then you to say, well, you know what? I have a different different opinion, but that may help the dialogue to be a little bit more smooth. And maybe you can help bring in a little bit more perspective for the other person. Mm. I don't know. That's my thoughts. What do you think? I don't, I don't know if I can top that. Um, I love the self-reflection. I love the idea of just being curious. Like how do you, what is, what is your intention? And, and, and any day you have an opportunity to do this. One of those you, you listed was inner work. You know, you're talking, your reaction as something's coming up and the other is, is external in young in out, you know? So I think it's a, it's a good multifaceted approach. Um, very hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> but this is not easy. Like I, I've, I've done the, the, the shifting of perspectives and reflection when something really is, is charged within me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, the, the old saying, I'm going to put myself in those shoes a debate with uh, somebody probably about three months ago. And it was, I don't even want to say what it was over, but I lost. We can, uh, we can admit I lost. No, no, it was, it wasn't a matter of being lost, but it was, it was was a matter of that person not even being able to open. This is, this is the challenge when you're trying to be a perspective and somebody will just, just can't and has a lack mm. of willingness to see the other side. That's where it's a bit of a dead end. Yeah. Right. When when there when there is no debate, and not even not even debate. I'm going to say dialect. dialect or conversation. When there is no opportunity for conversation, when you're at a dead end, that's that's when your middle ground. You're you're not going to go off your middle ground and go to the other side in agreeance, right? You're just going to stand your middle ground, but standing middle ground and having a, a conversation with somebody who isn't even open to other perspectives. That's, that's a dead end. So how, how would you handle that situation when you get there? Ask more questions. Okay. Asking questions. You're like, interesting. And you can, you know, refrain from, mirroring back from your own perspective because that can be incredibly charging for them as well but ask more questions but i mean it's it's also it's also not it's saying i i get to that spot and then i'll get to a spot where i have like a look on my face and i'm like intellectually judging judging i'm like oh yeah you're an idiot like it looks it comes out on my face so yeah don't do what i do yeah so yeah i mean it it's it's tough though like in the world is like I feel like everybody is labeled right now. Here's another thing with middle ground, especially with um, you can be in opposition to something, but also favor something over here. I feel like 
politically, everybody gets lumped into this one category if you have one belief system over here about it. If, does that make sense? So if you, people love to paint you with the same brush. So for me, politically, I am not liberal. I am not Republican. I'm sorry, in, in Canada, it's liberal or conservative. Um, it's Democratic or Republican for you guys. I'm neither. I have decided to take the middle ground politically because I don't believe in either party. I think they're both full of shit. They're both full of shit. For me, I think it's, you know, in my opinion, it's large corporations running this world and it's like political, political, political figures are puppets, right? So, so I think we're led to believe that we actually have opinion and, and this is the, again, the whole point of division, keeping people divided so you can't come together, right? Mm -hmm. So, for and the me, more, the more little factions you are, the harder it is to unite a bigger mass. Yeah, so I think, like, middle ground really allows, like, for me, I'm more concerned with connection versus separation. Mm. In the simplistic way, connection versus separation. So when you are, again, coming from your headspace and not your heart, you're going to be more in the ego, which is involved with your separateness, separateness from people, right? When you are more in your heart space, you're going to be more concerned with connection. As, as Kurt says, unity without uniformity. Yeah. And this, this is what I think is like one of the most powerful movements that I think that I think is catching on is, is that, you know, we can have our own truth and our sovereignty and still have respect respectful conversations and agree. We don't have to agree with everybody, but there's a, there's a space for, for you. There's a space for your truth too. And I think, I think we're moving there, but it's right now it's it's so divided and I think holding middle ground and having those heart centered conversations led with curiosity are super important. It's so hard though. Hard, hard, hard work. I, I, I love what you're saying about connection versus separation because I think it does boil down to that. Because I think when you're really talking to somebody, I fit, I almost wonder if you don't hit them with the question like, Well, you know, are you do you want to separate people or do you want to unite people? Yeah. What's, what's your intention? Or it's just your own inner intention as you're having this conversation of like asking the questions to determine if they're trying to separate or connect. And yeah. And that's, and that, that's essentially what it boils down to. And you can see that, you know, in, in our Canadian government, we have many leaders on, well, not many, well, there are many leaders, but two leaders on both sides using divisive language purposely. You are not uniting people. You are dividing them. And this is this is like old rhetoric that has been going on for like centuries, I mean, right? Divide and conquer. Social media, the US government has actually analyzed Facebook and they said that it's a weaponized communication tool. For sure. You don't think that like they've been utilizing that for so long? I mean there's so much proof of that, but you know, I think we're we're getting into a time where this is that that wake up. People are like, I don't I don't have to choose either either or. I'm going to be united with the people, right? And I think we're going to start seeing a big movement in that that the more we are concerned with connecting people, and it's the same. It's the same thing. Like. If you're having a conversation and you're trying to win the conversation, you're in your ego. Mm -hmm. 
right? You're trying to separate yourself from that person and prove yourself right. The more you are having a conversation with people who, anybody who you disagree with, if your intention is to connect with them, you're going to listen to them, right? You're going to listen to their experience and their opinions, and you're going to understand how they got there. There is no growth that happens when people are trying to talk over one another. No growth happens like that. None. You're not going to ever, ever get anywhere in a conversation with these, like, you hear, like, these political debates. It's like, I'm like, are you guys actually going to connect and work together at the problems at hand? No, you're just going to, like, just fight. Your little egos are just fighting. That's what it is. It's a world stage of egoic, like, spewing. Well, and what what example are you setting for yourself? But are you setting for your kids as well, too? And I think about that all the time of, like, you know, in the United States, the presidential debate is essentially devolved to two okay. seventh graders yelling at each other. It's so obvious and so, and, yeah. and, and again, like, it's hard. It's hard to hold the ground, to listen and want to see where the other person is coming from. I think it's just the, the us and themness of everything is just, it's, it's bleeding into everything. But it's, as you study spirituality and you go further down the path, you start studying ritual leaders and your job as a ritual leader is is to hold the middle ground, to hold the container space for these, for all of it, for all of it, all of of it. And even the shit that drives you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and meet everybody listening, you know, as it, as it resonates, if it resonates, you know, are you working to build a bridge or are you trying to blow it up? And, we're not going to get by if everybody's on an island. No, we need a we need a whole egoic dissolution of. Like, I mean, we can look at this in such a collective way that all of our systems are built on egoic structures. Well, I mean, thank God there's people that take ayahuasca and put their journeys on Instagram and Facebook for everybody else to get inspired to dissolve their own egoic structures. Yeah. And then never integrate their learnings. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Alex, solving world issues, one podcast at a time. <laughs> that is your claim. I am not liable for, for that. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I think, like, the, going back to, like, the, the homework, sit on the other side of what charges you. Mm-hmm. So so take, you know, two minutes, the the homeworks should be three to four or five minutes every day, right? Think of something that charges you negatively. Understand where you're feeling that within your body. Yeah. And then breathing through, try to put yourself on the other position of it. Yeah, try to see the perspective of the other side of it. Like what curiosity. That's your internal homework. And then the next time you're having a conversation where there is some polarity and mega difference of opinion where you're hearing something that is not in agreement with you. Lean in with curiosity and ask more questions. This is, this is hard, hard to do, but I think um, we're not going to get anywhere with, if we don't even have a conversation, we're just like yelling back and forth. Nothing is going to happen. No change will happen. So yeah, that's, that's everybody's homework. So there's, there's inner homework and outer homework. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We're not going to love it when we have to do it. <laughs> no, I'm already, I'm already kind of like cringing at some of this. I'm like, it's cringy. It's cringy shit that it's necessary, <laughs> super necessary. Well, like even mentally I'm going through it and I'm like, but, but these people are idiots. Yeah. Middle ground. That's, it's a tough one, but it's, it's absolutely necessary. So. And, and it's not that we all have to be masters at it. We just have to get a little better at it every day. Yeah. Just start the con like, Start the conversations, but I think that the self-reflecting piece is really important to, to go there, to, to mentally put yourself in the opposite, right? Put yourself there. There may be nuances that you do agree with. There may be that nuances, right? I and think, it, oh, I was going to make a joke, but it was going to be so far out of line. I was like, yeah, don't no. do it. <laughs> As I'm, as I'm in my very serious mode right now, but just, just wrap this up to shut up, shut up and wrap up. <laughs> shut up. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Okay. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Huffing Spirit podcast. Remember you are your own teacher. Take what resonates and leave the rest. For more info, follow us on Instagram at Huffing Spirit Podcast and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. Bye for now.